become a change maker in the health industry today. Enroll for the Functional Nutrition course and become an internationally recognized expert on the vitalistic philosophy of food and nutrition with our friends at the Functional Nutritional Academy. Register now and receive a six-week bonus accreditation course providing you with the business tools to start and grow your own business and get a whopping $1,000 discount. So don't delay. Start your healthcare career today at thewellnesscouch.com forward slash functional. That's thewellnesscouch.com forward slash functional. This edition of 100 Not Out is proudly brought to you by our 2018 longevity experience to the Greek island of Ikaria. Known as the island where people forget to die, Ikarians experience 80% less dementia, 50% less cancer, and 20% less heart disease, and live longer than anyone else on the planet. To find out why this is and experience Ikaria for yourself, come join myself, Damien Christoph and an intimate group of like-minded souls for an all-inclusive 9-night, 10-day life-changing immersion. Watch the highlights video, get all of your info and apply on over at 100notout.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it gives me great pleasure to bring onto 100 Not Out the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and the wellness guys. He is the co-host with the most. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, <laughs> legend. Hello, legend. What a nice intro. Thank you, mate. Can't call you the so... hostess with the mostess, can I? Because that would be... That'd be not only just on Saturday nights. Incorrect. That would be just actually genderly and biologically incorrect. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like gender prejudicing. And there's no way we can have any uh, form of incorrectness or um, gender bias. Or no, gender don't bias. Do that. No. Straight to jail. No. Mm, don't having, do that. Having having said that. Might make you get old. Having said that, without without you know completely going off a tangent from the top, I must say, and I say this to Sebeh, oh, most days, particularly after she's had you know a terrible night's sleep, or Tommy's woken up you know twenty times for a bit of boob, or he's got a bit of wind, or whatever. I don't say it. I don't say it in this way, and I definitely don't say it at the time. But I might say it in an in a unemotionally attached time. I just say. I am so grateful for you, babe, being an incredible mum. But gosh, I feel so grateful that I am a male. Like I'm just, I love being a guy, and I know oh, yeah, girls we got, love we got being the a long girl. Straw for sure, absolutely. But you know the the stuff that women go through, even just in other bodily functions, that I know is innate. But I just, I just don't know how they deal with it, you know. And I have, I have the utmost respect and admiration for the fairer. Am I allowed to say the fairer sex? You allowed to say that these days? <laughs> Uh, only if you're sucking up, but I, uh, I, I, I agree. But they don't get man flu or man cold, and I've got to say that having that and nearly dying last week, um, it's pretty tough. So <laughs> girls should think themselves pretty lucky. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> what a way you lucky. Have you seen that? That well, I was I, I saw you in. Did I see you in the thick of it? I mean, when I was visiting you in Melbourne, it was pretty. Um, yeah, you know, I'd, you know I mean, parents lost my voice. Yeah, taking a day I, off work, which is unheard of in the Christoph genome. 
Yeah, I know. I know. So I'd taken a day off work last Tuesday, and then uh, Wednesday I was feeling pretty ordinary. Thursday I'd lost my voice. Friday still gone on Triple M on Friday. Sound like a 15-year-old boy with a squeaky voice. <laughs> Saturday worked again, and then um, come around Sunday off to the football to watch Richmond smash GWS, by the way, and um, and then present again on Monday. So I didn't take much time to kind of um, relax or to repair or regenerate, and and that resulted in me uh, having this kind of croaky, deeper voice. You might notice my voice is a little bit deeper today just because I'm still getting over the extreme debilitation of man cold and um and so that's that's what i'm getting through girls won't understand this only the fellas just for some clarity because i just i don't i don't want to say that i necessarily understand this but just so i'm clear when we're talking about man cold or man flu is it literally that you're a man with a cold or a man with a flu no it's a different strain like there's a different strain (laughs) like you know you've got h1n1 which is bird flu or swine flu, maybe it's a combination of both. I don't know which one. Yeah. H1N1. Well, there's definitely MAN1 and MAN2, and so <laughs> and then there's flu. So you got flu, which is what girls get, and then guys get man one or man two, and that's what we get. <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> I love you know, the got, scientific depth of that response. Got to, you've got to make it about science. I actually had a great session this morning chatting with, um, with a great a great woman. And uh, as we were talking, um, I mentioned that in Australia we've become, and you, you, know, you and I have spoken about this, we've got, there's a lack of colour. It's black and white. It's right or wrong, good or bad. And, uh, and I realised as I was driving past Monash University in Clayton the other day um, that their new advertising slogan is, science helps us ask better questions. And I realised that, apart from Monash University, no one else in Australia thinks that way. No one is asking questions. (laughs) You get the science and science goes, this is the answer. And you go, oh, that's the answer. Well, that must be correct. That's right. That's wrong. Uh, That's correct. Whereas the way in which Monash sees it is it opens up a world of possibilities and exploration, which is what science is supposed to do. It's kind of what made Australia and America great was that you'd look at things and you go, how can we do it better? Whereas these days we arrive at, a, at an answer, we go, done, job done. And, and we don't go to seek to find a better way to do it. Um, and, and so things become right or wrong. So I had this really great conversation this morning around that, which really got me excited, which um, I'm going to put into my book, PSE. There we go. Well, this is a, this is, there's a number of segues here. I really love that science chat too, by the way, but there's so many segues already in this conversation. And um, you were just talking about your near-death experience with man flu and man cold and yes. just how close you came to, you know, 42 and out. Is it 42 or 43? 43, 44 very soon. Oh, yes. Okay, so 43, yep. So... That, that that's one thing. Um, the other the other element is the the curiosity that you mentioned with uh, driving past Clayton and just to to the topic for today's podcast is really about if we knew that we truly had a limited time left on this planet, what would we do differently? How would um what we appreciate change, or what would how would our values change, and how would our behaviour change? And I'm wondering, um, and I'll share my little context behind this in a moment. But I'm wondering, great man, whilst you were in the thick of man flu, did you have any? Um, and maybe you didn't because you were in the thick of 
snot. But did you have any major, um, you know, thoughts of DMs about life, about stuff, about just when you lose the ability to do things like just the ability to go to work? Like, did you have any mini epiphanies or thoughts about what your life's about in the thick of man flu? Yeah, I did, mate. I did. I, um, I did. I, you, you become a little bit, um, Oh, no, retrospective or introspective. When you get a little bit closer to death, not that you're going to die, but when you get oh, even a little bit closer to death, you start thinking about things. I saw the light, mate. I saw the light. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just saw the light switch, but I did definitely feel like I saw the light. No, you, you do. You do start to think about things. Well, tell me where you're going with this here. No, no, because... no. I don't want to tell you where I'm going with it. I want to know your big thoughts. Really? So well, my big else. thoughts, I was really satisfied. I was really... Um, excited and humbled with where I've got to with uh, my team at work at Vita. I really feel like we're in a really great place there. It's uh, Things are great. Um, I must and- say, and I know this doesn't mean anything to the listeners, but I must say from the outside looking in, you've done a remarkable job over the last 12 months and I've only been into Vita a couple of times in that time, but just talking to you about your work and when I talk to anyone about their work, I'm always listening to their tone and their enthusiasm and the rest, but there's no doubt based on your tone and your energy towards Vita, you have done a sensational job. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, it's definitely coming along. I couldn't have done it without the support of uh, of the team that are there, you know, like bringing Dan on, which has been, you know, fantastic, and having Bloomy there, just, you know, kind of maintaining his energy there. Um, but Trudy, 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 yeah. Trudy, you know, don't, you know, it's, never underestimate the power of somebody great who's you know by your side wanting to make sure that you also succeed so it's a it's been great having Trudy there and so um you know it's been a really and for everybody else who's contributed along the way it's been terrific as well but we're in a, a great place so I reflected on that I reflected on my family and how good it is and you know I'm in a really happy place there's so many things that I want to do before I'm 120 so I'm looking forward to getting a lot more done but I'm um you know to know that I've still got 80 more years to go uh, makes me feel good about things. And that is a completely – and I'm, I'm so grateful that you said that. I think that is really what we want this podcast to be about is shifting the philosophy of the time that you have left. I mean, there's a lot of people that at 43 say, shivers, I've really only got 20 good summers left. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah, right. you're saying, all right, I've got 80 years in front of me here. Yeah. Now, even if it's 70, it doesn't matter. It's the philosophy. It's the philosophy of, of what that uh, makes you do in terms of your decisions, in terms of uh, your dreams, and in terms of like what you want to do with your life. So um, I just love hearing people talk about their life in such a, a long-term perspective. So now I'll give you the context then of why I love this conversation, right? So... We're up in Currumbin um, over the weekend. I was running my fourth mastery event called Wealth and Productivity Mastery. Um, and we're doing all of these financial projections for life. So we're going through what, you know, uh, it's kind of like six levels of wealth. You've got financial security and then you've got uh, you've got some vitality. But then you get to a point where you've got financial independence and don't want to go into all the specifics of it. But essentially what happens is people are putting projections about how much they'll have as a critical mass, how much interest they'll be earning, where are they right now and all of that. And it's all very brain fry, number crunching, all the rest of it. And then uh, brains are, are, are very much fried. We have a little break and then I show them a uh, trailer 
of a movie called Still Alice. And uh, you and I were talking off air earlier, yeah, and we both haven't trailer. seen the full movie, but we have no. seen the trailer. And um, great trailer. many of our listeners may have read the book, and like any great book, the movie rarely does it justice. And if you've read the book and you've seen the movie, you'd definitely say the book's better than the movie, and that's pretty much every book that's been turned into a movie. But the trailer is serves a great purpose because it makes you very quickly um, just ask yourself, you know, like, am I making the most of my life? If I got hit by a bus tomorrow, have I done everything in my life right now that I that I would want to do and be and experience right now? Um, and most of the time, the answer is no. But most of the time, the answer is not necessarily um, I need to go and earn more money. And not that, again, and very quickly say, not that it's a bad thing to go and earn more money. The whole purpose of my weekend was to really identify what purpose and what um, contribution you give to the world to create greater wealth. But if you knew there was a deadline on your life, and the, the number I used was six months to live, 180 days, um, then what is it that you would do differently? And the the answers that came back from the participants was mind-blowing and there were tears galore and it was beautiful to hear people um, share from their hearts and, and really, it's really sharing from their souls. And I just thought it'd be a good opportunity and I'm very happy to share some of my answers to those questions on this podcast today and happy to put you on the spot as I like to do demo and maybe well, have yeah, some I, 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 but it's, a, it's a good topic, I think, to discuss. I'd like to hear your answers. That's what I'd like to hear because quite often we hear my answers. I'd really like to hear your answers. So, you know, what were the things that came up? You know, obviously there'll be some themes around it. There'll be themes from the group because, you know, most people think similarly, particularly if they're already like-minded. So what were the themes that you came up with your group? Well, it's actually that it's great that you that you are. It's a great question to ask and it's something that I hadn't written down until now. The, the, the things that I wrote down, the theme of the things that I wrote down is closure. It sounds so male as well because it's oh, a very yeah. masculine trait. We didn't get closure on that to one. To completeness. Yeah. Um, but I feel like a number of things in my life are just open – they're just open-ended. So a, a number of items that came up were kind of I wanted closure. So things like I want to have um, our financials even more organized than what they are because one of the biggest gripes, not gripes, it's not the right word, one of the biggest challenges you hear of when people die is you know, the spouse can't access um, super policies. Uh, Sarah and I have a joint bank account, so that's no problem. But just having all of those things lined up, uh, all of the files of where all of the assets are, um, just making sure that person, uh, you know, if it's your spouse, that they're an authority on all of those accounts. Um, like I even just noticed the other day with the ATO that Sarah is not an authority on my account. Now, I know that's not the be all and end all, but it's just, I think I just feel better. Like one thing that I love is that we've got a million dollar life insurance policy. So I know whatever happens, like that the family is going to be looked after. It's not like if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, Sarah's going to have to worry about shivers, where's the money coming from? Does that make sense? So yeah, totally. that type of philosophy, and that was one thing that one of the participants, they didn't have. Um, they earned plenty of money, but it was one of the things they just never got around, you know, and this is the thing about this question, they'd never got around to to organizing their um, their life and you know, like or permanent... Uh, um, Permanent disability, what's the word I'm looking for? Temporary and permanent disability insurance. They just never yep. got around to doing it. So it was like, well, if you've got 180 days to go, people are going, gosh, this is so intense. Well, it is a bit intense because it can happen. But if you've got 180 days remaining, these are the things that personally I want to have cleared up. 
So yeah. again, life insurance is no worries. That's cooked. But other things like just other financials. Um, another thing that came up was I keep on toing and froing about writing a book. I think I've started a book friggin' seven times. I've got the, the start <laughs> of seven manuscripts. But I realize that if You should I, write an article on why you ripped your manuscript Oh, up. see, I love that. I just loved your article on that. And 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 that went gangbusters on, on social media. But it's, yeah. a, it's a wonderful thing because I think of it on like if I died, I know my kids can access podcasts and I know that they can access an online program and they could get recordings of events and they could see me talk at a wellness summit. But it feels a bit too open-ended. Like as much as my online program has a beginning and an end, there's something very different about um, leaving this earth for me with a book. So I right now, since I came home from my event, I have on my calendar now um, 180, 179, 178. I got a countdown, and I was saying to the participants, "Look, I don't want you to burn in your brain that you're going to die in 180 days. I don't want you to like convince yourself of it so much that you know no self fulfilling prophecies here." But having the urgency that and and the awareness that life can change very quickly at any time, and we can't be so egotistical and so control based that we um, just kid ourselves that nothing's going to happen. Um, it changes the whole way that you uh, wake up and prioritize the, the actions of your day and, and, you know, living the purpose of your life. So writing a book was a really big one um, and just doesn't have to be published. But my outcome is that I have a manuscript and I don't care if it hasn't been edited, but it's actually it's, got, it's a start to finish manuscript um, in 180 days. Um, so that was a nice. big one. That's big. Um, so how how long are you writing for every day? Well, so then this has been the interesting thing, and this goes on to the next part of the conversation. So then the part okay. was, all right, I said to the participants, now, look, you've written down lots of things, right? So another one was, Damo, that I want to have the, the I want to have a month. If I had six months to live, I would want a month. Oh, no, no I didn't want a month. Sorry, not a month. That's just a, a different goal. I would wa- definitely want my family to experience a career. So it's a big thing for the Pierces to go to Ikaria uh, next year, right? As a family. So you know, last year we didn't go. Like I only yeah. I went because Tommy was just born, yeah. And all of those things. So so you know, Maya at the moment is seven. Darby's four. Tommy will be two by the time we get to Ikaria. Uh, I want them to experience it, and I want to have that experience as a family. Now. Um, anything could happen between now and then. The main one being that we could fall pregnant again. Um, so it, there's a there's a chance that I might go over by myself. But I would definitely, if I was going to finish up in 180 days, I would want to get to that point knowing that we've experienced that together. Purely because I want the children to know that the world is not all about like um, I don't want to say entitlement. But, you know, you come back and, and it's a, a podcast for another day, but I know how you felt when you came back from Ikaria, having had the dual experiences of Ikaria and Dubai. Do you remember that feeling? Like, oh, mate. The, the difference in environment. It just polarized your, your thinking, you know. Yeah. It, was, it was an amazing, you know, eye-opener, awakening, you know, to see how unbalanced Dubai was to how ser- serene Ikaria was. It was totally different. Yeah, and because the kids are in that, you know, zero to seven or, you know, May is seven now, but like I kind of want them, it sounds selfish and it is selfish. It's because it's my agenda, but I want to imprint that experience on them whilst they're young. The experience that, you know what, if you want to walk, if you want to go somewhere, you can't just hop in the car and drive. You, you might actually just have to walk to a town 
and it's going to take you 45 minutes to an hour and just getting used to that walk. Like I've said to Sarah a number of times, Ikari is not like a walk in the park, you know, we're not going to a Spanish island and sitting by the pool for 10 days. Like it's a totally different lifestyle and I don't think it's something that the kids would easily adapt to. Um but I'd love them to experience it. So to, and, uh, with the ideal that it, it has an impact on them, um, you know, for, for their future. So a lot of those things are probably more about, yeah, you know, family legacy fa- and, and and closure. I don't want to waffle. Uh, I can feel myself. Well, it's really interesting. No, I, I just think it's really interesting that that's what people uh, want. But and you would argue that that's based on their values. But then you think, well. Are people living according to their values? And you and I have had this discussion just very recently. You know, are people living living according to their values? And most often not. So often, you know, uh, if we go back to, I always forget the lady's name, the top five regrets of the day. Oh, Bronnie Ware. Bronnie. Yeah. People regret things and they're the things that they wish for um, when they're dying, right? And and that's that's a fascinating thing. And often it comes back to family. Yeah. Um, and you know, it all comes down to it. In the end of our, end of days, we want our family to be around. But quite often, we spend so much time doing everything else, yeah. thinking that it's for our family. Yeah. But the number one thing that could be for our fi- family is the time and the touch and the attention that we give to our family. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're things to think about. Yeah, and that's you know, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. It's uh, the quality time. You don't want people ru- rushing around you. Uh, vacuuming the the carpet and you know cleaning the walls and the architraves you want them sitting around having a chat 100% you know 100% yeah for sure which I think is um that you know I mean it sounds so simplistic but you you know whenever we talk to people that came to Ikaria in 2016 you go what was the best thing it still sticks with your mind and the constant answer is still always the sitting around the table um talking about life um, and if, if there are 180 days to go, I don't think I'd want much different. Like, I don't think I'd want to be a couple of things I wrote down was I'd love to do more. I definitely do more speaking than I am now because you, that, that feeling that you want your legacy to live on, you want to share your, you know, message, um, you know, with people and that, and that real life experience, I wouldn't want to be doing it in an online webinars and all the rest. I'd want to be like, in, in real life and I think that's the same for, for dining. You don't want people rushing around you and, and looking after everything. You actually just want people to sit down and, and, and eyeball them um, and have true, meaningful conversations. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's very true. Yeah. Great insights. Great, man. Great insights and, you know, really nice to hear, you know, your thoughts around what you would want to be doing and good to get a perspective on what the, the bulk of the audience was actually thinking about because I think you know, the bulk of our audience, people are listening to this particular podcast will be thinking along the same lines. And, you know, if you were to put a date or to give yourself a timeline, 180 days, you know, what would be the things that you'd want to get done? You know, obviously, you'd start rattling off all of these experiences. I want to get to Paris, climb the Eiffel Tower. I want to see the pyramids or, you know, if I can, I'll fly to the moon. But there's there's those highfalutin' things. But really, if you really were faced with only 180 days to go, what are the most important things to get done? That's such a good point because I, I originally wrote down on my list go on three holidays, and then yeah, I'm like, why? you know what? I probably just only really want one really meaningful. Um, yeah, because you bang on. You could write down so many things, visit every country in the world, and do the What's seven it? wonders of the world. It's like really is that is that you know like 
Yeah, that's such a good It's the whole lonely planet thing, you know, like you see all these books printed about these amazing places to go to and you think, oh, I've got to get to see that place. Oh, I've got to get to see that place. But, you know, as I'm getting a little bit older, I'm going, mm, I actually don't ever want to go to that place. Yeah. And, and it, you know, there's some <laughs> some places that you go, oh, just isn't appealing. I, I could die tomorrow feeling good that I didn't go to that place. I've yeah. got no interest in being there or supporting that. Um, but there's other places in the world I really love to go and see, and it'd be great to get it done before I, you know, leave the planet. Just out of interest, can you yeah. share with us a place that you have no interest in in visiting your in your whole entire life? Oh, I just don't want to offend anybody, so no. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> well, we can't be politically incorrect on 100 Not Out because no. um, goodness, no, no, got to keep the. Well, I, I don't even want. To, I'll tell you, I don't want to go to Joburg. I just don't ever. I don't feel like I'm ever going to feel. Hello safe. to all of our South African listeners. <laughs> but I want to go to South Africa. I just don't want to go to Joburg. Yeah, you, know you don't want think? to be waiting in a red light in your car, and all of a sudden, some human being knocks on your front door, and they don't knock. It's like they don't, they don't, <laughs> they don't yeah, knock. <laughs> I just don't want to take that risk. You know, there's yeah. so many other risks. You know, I've been to Mexico, and there's parts of Mexico that I love, but I don't want to go to certain parts of Mexico because yeah. it's dangerous. So. You know, there's there's things that you think about that you go, oh, I don't really want to go there oh, just yeah. because of that. You know, yeah, there are there like, are risks that some people are very happy to take, and there are others that others that that, that we aren't. Yes, uh, that's a, such a good point. That's a whole different podcast for another day. The shooting, yes. you should shooting. go here, and I'm like, well, oh. no, no, look, you love it. <laughs> oh. Oh, the word should, <laughs> it just means something else. I mean, it's a four letter word should. It's, S H U D. Maybe that's a topic for another podcast. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, that's funny. All right, let's talk about that. Um, thank you, Damo. We could bang on and on. Great and on insights, about this. Great. Oh, in. No, thank you for your insights, your wisdom. Forty-four this year. I can't wait. How about that? Can hey? you have a forty-plus GST fortieth? Oh yeah. All right. What's that? A fortieth birthday plus GST? Like, yeah. Let's Good do work. something. Let's do that. Let's do something. Um, Lock in November. Here we come. To invite yourself to Damo's 40th plus GST birthday, go to DamienChristoph.com. <laughs> There'll be a sign-up form there. Of course there will. <laughs> going to do a Kickstarter campaign. Um, go for to learn more about myself, go to MarcusPierce.com.au. Now, we want 100 Not Out to not be the world's best-kept secret. We know that there are a number of raving fans, thousands of raving fans worldwide of 100 Not Out. And if you love it as much as we love sharing it, please send your friends to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out. Share with them your favorite episode. Tell them it'll be the best 20 minutes of their week. I have so many people, Damo, telling us that, you know, don't want to play favorites, but they really enjoy 100 Not Out. That's all I'm going to say. They really enjoy 100 Not Out. And uh, don't keep it a secret, folks. Go to the iTunes store. Give it a five-star rating. That allows iTunes to share this podcast with the world. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. We hope you enjoyed this edition of 100 Not Out. Now, if you love this episode and you love longevity, then you are invited to join Damien and I at our 2018 Longevity Experience on the Greek island of Ikaria. This is a nine-night, 10-day, all-inclusive immersion based at Thayer's Inn and Restaurant, TripAdvisor's number one place to be in Ikaria. Together, we'll be living the Icarian lifestyle, eating, moving, dancing, socializing, learning, and a whole lot more. This is a lifestyle that has 80% less dementia, 50% less cancer, 20% less heart disease, and the highest count of centenarians per capita 
in the world. They don't call it the island where people forget to die for nothing. To find out more and to apply, go to www.100notout.com. Applications are processed on a first-in, first-served basis, so even if you aren't 100% sure, your best bet is to fill out the application form. It is completely free to apply and only takes two minutes. We would love to have you there, so head over to 100notout.com for all the info. Until next week, thanks again for your support and may the rest of your life be the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.